but we're live. Walton, our featured guest, just joined us. So welcome to What's Up Bitcoin, brought to you by Bitcoin News, news by the plebs. For the plebs, I'm your host, Rustin Watt, joined by our featured guest, Walton, Plebnet Disciple, host of the Bitcoin Council of Autism. Super fun show. If you guys have not tuned into that, you better get on it. Um, Check them out on Twitter Spaces. Also with us today, the panel of plebs. Uh, We've got an excellent lineup. You guys bring it from different niches and and have different outlooks. And I love that you always stick to your guns. I want to welcome Ant, Lisa Huff, DJ Satoshi, and Yassine, our brother, Phil. It's his birthday, so we want to wish Phil Gibson a happy birthday. Um, May not be able to join us today. Um, We'll miss him. Of course, he always brings the heat. Um, You guys down there in the audience, if during the show you got questions or thoughts you would like to uh, share, feel free to request to speak. Raise your hand, or if you can't, don't wish to speak, go ahead, shoot one of us a DM, uh, and we'll try to fit it in. But we've got an hour, and I saw you guys, as usual, I mean, we're all crunching through things each morning, and we bring it together uh, once a week, and um, kind of a lot of things have been going on, news-wise, but like I said, a lot to cover, an hour to do so, so let's get to it. There's a lot of people talking Elon, but as our brother Ant mentioned the other day, Bitcoin is like Ultron. As we see the lack of any effect on Bitcoin from Elon, it's like this attack vector is no longer relevant. Um, So I would rather talk about Jack Maulers, who just tore it up at a shitcoin conference uh, put on by Bloomberg. I'm interested to hear maybe some of your guys' uh, favorite takes and points uh, from Maulers in that conversation. He also got an excellent response. we know Jack can win over a crowd and, and bring excellent education along the way. So just want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. I thought it was a great epic rant. I love that he called out proof of stake for what it is. It's like a highly inefficient, you know, any, any well, I guess, blockchain without proof of work is just a highly inefficient database. So, um, and then he highlighted the importance of proof of work and like, the kind of bullshit around the energy consumption. It's like we all use cars, planes, washers, dryers. No one's calling us out on that. But when it comes to Bitcoin, oh, how dare you use that energy? So, you know, he, he did a great job. I love the metaphor of, yeah, it's like we just learned to fly. We're flying a plane. That's proof of work. Proof of stake is it let's just not fly planes and 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 just keep society down don't don't let people um get too self-sufficient so to say the analogy i like for proof of work versus proof of stake it's like if you want to know how tall a tree is proof of work would be going out and measuring the tree proof of stake is just asking the richest guy in your neighborhood how tall the tree is Yes. Welcome Walton. Oh man, you're you're always going to get based 
and and just awesome content from Walton. Happy to have him here today. Um, and yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm late. Like my lateness, um, I think follows a Poisson distribution with a mean time of about ten minutes. You know, very similar to the the block time. Okay, so it was the difficulty adjustment that hadn't gotten to place. See, Walton runs on block time, not uh, cook time, right? Um, and as we get into uh, some Maulers, and he was talking about being based, right? Now on being based and Bitcoin only, uh, plenty of examples. And you guys, I know you're busy, so I'm going to run through a few headlines here. And we'll go ahead and hit it. Uh, but plenty of reasons to leave Shit cornery alone. That stuff is bad. It's like freaking voodoo. All right. That stuff can mess you up. Some headlines this morning showing shit corners and unregistered securities will have to answer for their dirty deeds. Let's run through it. Coinbase Insider accused of manipulating customer information. Coinbase Insider trading the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has indicted former product manager Ishan Wahi. Coinbase to SEC, the rules for securities just don't work for digital assets. We're hunting over here. Coinbase criticizes U.S. SEC. Crypto community criticizes Coinbase over insider trading and being fraudulent and fucking with their shit. Now the CFTC chimes in. The CFTC would vigorously enforce the law and uphold the Commodity Exchange Act. This responsibility over our jurisdiction has been entrusted to us by the Congress and the American people. The CFTC must not break the trust, and we must remember who we serve. That's from Commissioner Pham. Just to add insult to injury, the Department of Justice charges virtual asset firm founder with $6 million investor fraud. Randall Crater, founder of My Big Coin, My Big Con, Used investor funds to buy antiques, artwork, jewelry. Stay away from this shit. Um, and now, guys, just just a little uh, 3AC. They're coming out. They made a statement, okay? 3AC said, the whole situation is regrettable. What are your guys' thoughts on this shitcoin shitstorm? Oh, welcome, Phil is here. Let's go. Happy birthday, by the way, Phil. Firstly, fuck shit coins. Um, secondly, Coinbase were, were absolutely correct that they don't list um, securities on, on their exchange. They list unregistered securities on their exchange. Bingo! That's a dinger. Unregistered securities and... They're just getting put through the wood chipper right now. Um, guys, what do you think? Like, is Gary taking the gloves off? Is he going after the shitcoin society? And then is his denial of the ETF actually good for Bitcoin? I'd like to hear your thoughts. Gary Gunzer is a POS pariah. Hey, Phil, think... how many drinks are you in for your birthday already? Uh, um, I don't He's know. not 21. I'm hungover, so did, what, is that, what does that mean? 
Oh, okay. So you don't remember how many last night. No problem. Well, happy birthday. I think only like six, but thank you. Those better have been six double IPAs. How many of them were Celtics, Phil? Um, I think half. Actually, no, most of them. All of them. I think most seltzers and then a shot of scotch. And by seltzers, I mean vodka soda. Get so you. back to Gary. You know, I remember hearing him on an interview talking about how they really could care less about the crypto industry because I'm oh, sorry back up back up DJ this is one thing that pisses me off about you Yanks the term is couldn't care less if you could care less then you could care a little bit less ah, okay couldn't care less. yeah yeah sorry English is not my first language so you have Cannon? to you have to forgive Fair me Walton. I was an English teacher thank you Walton <laughs> but yeah the point I was trying to make is that it's such a small uh you know market cap it's like we reached what three trillion in the peak of it and they're managing you know 200 trillion worth of assets so they really don't care i think and also um they prefer to just let it happen so that the taxes can keep coming in for them because all of these traders are providing them tax revenue so that's kind of how i'm seeing it and um it's unfortunate because they're gonna keep letting people get wrecked until they're forced to regulate it Stay away from those shit coins. Now on a positive, we seem we seem to have a friend in the the Middle East here. Seems to be very based. I'm gonna go ahead and give you a headline and a few statements. Okay, okay. Mohammed bin Salman. Yeah. Okay. Now this is one I really enjoyed. Prince Philip of Serbia. Calms rumors of Arab country Bitcoin adoption. So that's the headline. You're like, ah, they don't want anything to do with that orange coin. Well, then you open it up. In an interview Philip delivered from Serbia, the prince explained that Bitcoin adoption is an inevitability for all countries. As a result of the thesis he first shared on a Bitcoin Reserves podcast, some news outlets jumped at the comments. Headlines that an Arab country would soon adopt Bitcoin quickly disseminated. However, as a Bitcoin advocate, Philip expounded that Bitcoin adoption is, in fact, inevitable for all countries and not just Arab states. Here's the quote. It's definitely going to happen, but I don't know which country or who is going to do it, where or anything like that. But it is bound to happen. Every country will eventually adopt Bitcoin. What are your guys' thoughts from the prince? That's exactly what I said. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I think he's right because money is, you know, money that can't be debased is the essential bedrock of all economic activity. It's what allows capital for formation to occur. So Bitcoin being the best money in human history, it makes sense that, Inevitably, countries start adopting this. We just don't know who. Yeah, guys, I think we know it's the answer. But I think there are many people incentivized to keep others from knowing it's the answer, right? Whether it's the media, you know, Gary Gensler, I, I do feel will make a decision. I think 
perhaps after, you know, ETH makes its, you know, eighth and final transition or whatever they're calling it. Um, you know, maybe he comes out with some regulatory steps, but I mean, regardless, every, everybody eventually owns Bitcoin, right? But it seems like there are so many roadblocks in front of people. It's hard to figure out. There's so much garbage out here. That's why it's important that everybody that's on here, especially some of these speakers, um, it's just keep telling the story, right? God bless Jack Mahler's. So what do you think the when it comes is getting at? When it comes to uh, Islamic countries adopting Bitcoin, it, it makes the it makes a lot of logical sense because um, Islamic law, Sharia law, um, essentially prohibits usury. Prevent uh, pre like they they're against the concept of debt essentially, and so Bitcoin is the most Sharia money uh, since gold, and so it's it's going to be um, you know once they get it, it's going to it's going to roll very very quickly through these countries. You know, Walton, I think the term you're looking for is called halal. No, it's not. No, it's not. Halal, halal, well, well, halal means um, um, uh, uh, allowed, and that's more like to do with like food. Um, Sharia, Sharia law um, is is a, is like a subset of Islamic law, like specific, like and and they have specific rules for things like money. Well, I think what DJ Satoshi is trying to get at, um, it, historically many of the Islamic empires, they did use halal money or I, I maybe, you know, in the West you could call it sound money. And you're right, that used to be gold. But now um, no one really uses gold anymore. So the newest, you know, iteration of it is Bitcoin. I think I actually just looked it up. It's kind of interchangeable. Like halal is essentially like approved like um by yeah, it's like kosher um, it's like kosher but, like, but you're right you're right Walton. sharia finance law them. is like a specific it, it's like how they've applied islam to to finance hey which ones make the gyro sandwiches That's that the would greek, be greek. uh you're making me hungry over here no no greek not not hungry Y'all need to buy a goddamn map. God damn it, Phil. <laughs> hey, give him, his, give him a break. It's his birthday. And just to give Phil a break, we're going to do an ad break here and then roll into some more content. This episode is brought to you by 21Bitcoin. If you live in Europe and want an easy way to stack sets, 21Bitcoin lets you buy Bitcoin at an uncontested fee of just 0.49%. Less than half a percent in fees when you purchase Bitcoin. So if you purchase 100 euros, that's 99.51 euros worth of Bitcoin straight into your wallet. Gets even better. 21 Bitcoin lets you auto-withdraw to your multi-sig cold storage address. And you can set up a DCA saving plan starting from just 15 euros. Next time you stack sets, save some money, and give 21 Bitcoin a try. Head over to 21bitcoin.app and download the app. The app looks fantastic. Super simple to use. 21Bitcoin is licensed in the Austrian Alps. And you might be able to catch the team doing some downhill skiing come winter. The founders, Daniel, and their team of Bitcoiners have been relentless on their mission to make Bitcoin onboarding easier and cheaper. Check out their Twitter and Instagram channels. 
They are the proof of work. They show their dedication and commitment to honest Bitcoin education and are crammed full with amazing Bitcoin memes and visuals they can, you can use to orange pill your friends and family. Bitcoin News is proud to be a partner of 21 Bitcoin. So once again, save money when you set up your DCA. Head over to 21bitcoin.app, download the app or go to Bitcoin News and click on the advertisements sponsored by 21 Bitcoin. Advertising clicks help Bitcoin News uh, help us put food on our writers' plates. So your support is greatly appreciated. So one more thing. I thought before we got into discussion with Walton today, I wanted to ask you guys, um, what was your first personal experience using Lightning and Bitcoin for payment? When did you make it? First purchase, what did it feel like? And how awesome is it to see uh, the growth of the Lightning Network today? My first experience was buying a VPN. And it was 20 minutes after I was on the phone on hold with, with my credit union because it wouldn't accept credit or debit cards because the VPN was a no-no item. And so... I just bought Bitcoin on Cash App, and I used the Bitcoin like buy with Bitcoin option. And then I felt the power surge th through my veins, and here we are. My first experience was um at Takiza. It's this taco restaurant that my friend owns in Miami. I think we lost your scene. I thought it was me. Can you hear me? Oh, there we go, brother. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, uh, I, I don't know where I cut off. I, I was just saying uh, my first time using Lightning to buy something was at this restaurant called Takiza. I just bought a bunch of tacos, and it was a pretty cool experience. I used the Moon Wallet. Love the Moon Wallet. My first real experience was at Bitcoin conference uh, just recently. Um, it ends up Ibex had over 30 restaurants in Miami at the time. Now they're over 80 uh, where you can buy um, and tip your waiters, etc. with Bitcoin. And that was just so empowering. Not only um, it was called club if... Um, let me let me look down. I don't think I see Lee, but it was a Bitcoin news party and it was a roof party at this great restaurant. They had just such a diverse, excellent menu. And I remember when I went to pay, uh, the manager came over to do the Ibex pay. I was like, this is the type of place that deserves <laughs> lightning payments. I mean, the proof of work was all over in the food, um, the quality of service. The venue, uh, the view, I was like, this is incredible. This is what I've been looking for. And um, my next experience was just about a week ago at Chipotle using Spedin. Uh, got some burritos with Bitcoin. 
paid for it later, but they were great at the time. Yeah, I can't even remember the first time I used Lightning. I, maybe it was in Oslo at the uh, Human Rights Foundation thing when Ben with you know BTC Sessions got, I don't know, 100 people on the moon wallet. It was awesome just watching people who had no, some, you know, very new to Bitcoin. Um, but I'm ditto, love moon, love showing people how to use it. I found that demonstrating that to people gets them interested in Bitcoin if they aren't yet already, if they don't already see the magic of, of being able to shoot money all over the world, they will after using moon. There was another one that really like blew my mind. And that was using uh, the LN transaction bot in telegram. How many of you guys have used that? Any of you guys, which one? There's a few. Uh, Lightning Transaction Bot. It's at LNTX Bot. Um, we've used that within the staff uh, for various purposes. Um, really enjoy, and it was such a cool experience. I learned so much about setting up wallets and um, various actions you can use for gifting, tipping, etc. I mean, it's super cool. I, I welcome anyone to go. Uh, try that out, especially value for value within Telegram. That that provides an excellent opportunity. You have no residual um, negative feelings about Telegram. Them basically starting off as a shit coin. They had to give all the money back. What's better? Like Signal, Signal actually, like Moxie, you know, actually has a shitcoin right now. So it's, what are you going to use as better? Yep, exactly. I don't know. Signal. And Lightning Transaction Bot is straight up Bitcoin. Um, I verified it um, with my own wallets. Um, it's been excellent and has provided a pretty amazing way um to directly pay people from anywhere um for various purposes using the lightning network and that kind of gets us into our featured guest uh walton thanks again for joining us today um getting us started how did you get into bitcoin and what about it led to your uh personal passion for it Firstly, can I just apologize to all the listeners um, that you've got me as the featured guest today. Um, I've never been a featured guest. I probably don't deserve to be, but I'm here. And so you're stuck with me and you're going to have to deal with it. Okay. Now on to your question. Um, LNTX bot was actually something that um, the, the early, early Plebnet people were playing with um, before Plebnet existed. So this is like, we're talking uh, like February, March, April last year. Um, there were a, a few of us um, uh, who were kind of talking on Clubhouse and Telegram um, and learning about Lightning together. Um, and then in April and May, uh, many people started setting up Lightning nodes. Um, and in May, um, we, we, we were we were kind of bouncing around various Telegram groups. We were in, I can't even think which one we were in first. We are in the Coinbeast chat for a little bit. Um, and then we just started kind of growing and it ended up kind of spamming spamming chats and so we thought we need to form form our own group and um 
Raj coined the, the term plebnet. I think D plus plus then set up a group, um, and and we all we all piled in. I think I was in the I don't know, there were about fifty of us in in May last year, um, um, and then uh, uh, there were a couple of there were a couple of kind of learning things, and there were a couple of things to do with like in Bitcoin, right? One of the kind of key principles is don't trust verify. Now, when I joined plebnet, there was um, we we have this thing called reverse. Uh, no, sorry, ghetto submarine swaps. Um, let me just take a moment to explain what those are. Essentially, when you set up a lightning channel, um, you do an on-chain transaction, um, putting funds into a two-of-two multi-sig between you and your channel partner. Now, um, if with a normal channel open, all of the funds would be on your side of the channel. Um, now, one thing we came up to, with as a way of creating balanced channels, or I say we came up with, some some of the even earlier members came up with, and, and I did use was this thing called a ghetto submarine swap, whereby on chain, your channel partner would send you half of the sats and then you would pay a lightning invoice to send half the sats across. Now, this was this was a trust process because we didn't have any escrow involved. We we're essentially trusting um, plebs in this in this group to to do this honorably. Um, and, and my, like the first I had, I did this with P right. So P who now is with Bitcoin magazine. Um, and I was thinking I'm being asked to trust this person. I'm going to ask her like, send them some Bitcoin. This sounds like an insane plan, but I made it, I made a judgment based on, I was like, well, he could rug pull me, but actually he's got more to lose here because it's part of this kind of social, there's a social network aspect of it. And actually he his, his, he would lose more from a kind of reputational basis than, you know, stealing a million sats or whatever it was. Like, and I went, okay, I'll try it. And anyway, like later on, obviously there's now, you know, there are now tools that mean you can create balanced channels from the get-go, but that's how we were doing it in, uh, in, the, in the early days. Anyway, um, we have... I think in the audience, or maybe he's not there anymore. Dread, um, um, who is a, a renowned Jamaican Bitcoiner, um, spent time between I think the states and and Jamaica, and he's now exploring the world, talking to all different people um, about Bitcoin and Lightning. Um, he came up with this um, this term KYC jelly um, because um, essentially um, the idea was like, oh, um, if you're you can open a channel. Um, uh, to someone, um, and they don't have to like. Um, they don't have to like. What's the word? They don't have to have accepted it in advance. You can essentially open a channel um, to to any random node. Um, and the idea was uh, because we're all in this plebnet, and we were we were putting ourselves on on some graph that we were essentially doxing ourselves um, to some degree. And so he and so there was a joke essentially made that if you're going to open a channel. Um, with someone and they and they don't know you, but you better use a lot of KYC jelly um, um, to to help lubricate um, that effort. Um, and the term KYC jelly um, was created. Dread bought a couple of domains. I created the KYC jelly uh, Twitter, um, um, and we started marketing um, Plebnet as a community where people could come and learn about Lightning. Um, and so, about this sort of time last year on Clubhouse. I would keep repeating this sponsored by kycjelly.com that's kycjelly.com which was a site that would refer you to the the Telegram group 
and people kept piling in. People kept piling in. Then we started getting a few, you know, bigger names. We had Andreas join. We had Max Kaiser join. We had, I don't know, Matt Detlero, a bunch of people joining. And then there were the builders of the nodes. There were people starting to build tools. This community kept growing, kept growing. We went from about 50 people to five, 6,000 people in a six-month period. Um, I'm going to pass it back to you. Uh because I've forgotten what, what the focus of the question was. I think I've given enough for that that first bit. Oh, Walt, you you delivered more than enough. Appreciated that that was killer. Um now, like kind of going back to basics, um, and a little education for be for um maybe new listeners, what is the layer two and why did Bitcoin need one? Um, so I would say a, a layer two is essentially, um, it's, it's, it's something that's built on top of, or you could even argue you could like inside of Bitcoin. Um, um, essentially, um, you know, block space is limited, right? There are only, you know, a few thousand transactions that go in each block and there's, you know, a block roughly every uh, 10 minutes so that's what 144 a, a day so there is a there is a limit on the number of on-chain transactions that can happen um and so uh, lightning is one just one scaling solution that's proposed um because um you can essentially bundle um a whole load of transactions um um it, like in the lightning network so once you once you've opened a channel you can keep that channel open in per perpetuity and you can have transactions flowing backwards and forwards and essentially what happens um is that each partner in a lightning channel keeps um uh, essentially a ledger of the kind of updated channel state so they don't necessarily have like like they don't keep all of the transactions they keep the kind of you know the most recent state um of the channel um, and then once the channel is closed, you then have an on-chain transaction whereby um, there's a settlement to that final channel state. Thank you so much, Walt. Um, and we're looking at it now. The lightning revolution is taking over. Um, how did it get started in that 2015 to 17 era? And if I'm not mistaken... You were one of the early node runners, and I was listening to Jack Mahler's, as we mentioned earlier, and I suspected that a man in London he mentioned may have been yourself. You can play no. the fifth. No, it's not me. No, I'm a, I'm I'm a 2018 Bitcoiner, so I, I was not around in the in the very early days. Um, I we the early plebnet has leaned on a couple of um very knowledgeable um. Uh, Bitcoiners who've been running nodes for a couple of years. Um, Lightning Sats um, is, is is one of those. Uh, I think who else? Um, JC, who used to be with Zebedee. I can't think where he's at now, but many of you know, uh, what's his name? Barack Omarba, I think is his Twitter handle. Um, and there were a couple of others. Um, uh, but we re they really, you know, a lot of a lot of these kind of early node runners were, were doing it basically on their own. And it was like there wasn't really much of a, uh, a community necessarily around, around people running nodes. 
um, um, and Plebnet kind of became that community. And it was one thing that was really cool about it was that it was a kind of a neutral place. So it wasn't that it was set up by, you know, one company trying to sell nodes or it wasn't set up by someone who's made some tool um, that's trying to monetize. It was set up by by plebs that were passionate about learning to begin with and, and learning together. Um, the, there's, you know, a whole different, there's lots and lots of different types of people that were in this group, but there were, you know, there, there were kind of tech support type people. There were programmer type people. There were people like me who are kind of half technical, but don't really know what they're doing. And then there were some people who really didn't know what they're doing. And, and we all kind of gelled together and were able to kind of translate various bits to each other of how of how you can kind of progress in setting up and, and running your Lightning node. Um, you, I'm sure many of you will have seen um, Erin Malone's um, thread that then went viral and went into kind of mainstream media like Business Insider about how you can, um, you know, run a node and actually maybe, maybe make some returns. Realistically, I, you're not going to. Um, but some people can make single digit percentage returns, but it does require a significant amount of time um, in terms of learning how to manage running a node um, as, a, as a routing node rather than just as a personal node um, and, and, and move it and kind of going on. It's not like it's a, it's a static setup and let it go because the, the fees on the lightning network are dynamic. Um, you have to kind of be constantly updating um, if if you want to try and prioritize, um, you know, a lot of traffic flowing through your node to be able to earn uh, what you want to earn. Thank you so much, Walton. Um, yeah, like kind of getting back into that. What what was your time at Plebnet like in the early days? That grassroots education and activism and and building those nodes up like you did what i mean the experience what how fulfilling and and what was that experience like so i let me get this right i think i had for a couple of years i like i, I bought my account first in 2018 but for a couple of years i kept on exchange i didn't know what i was doing um i started learning more about self-custody and then it was so like beginning of May last year, I started running a node. And I feel like until you run a node, you don't really understand what Bitcoin is. Um, for starters, you don't even know if you have Bitcoin until you run a node. Um, but like if for anyone that doesn't like doesn't really understand what Bitcoin is, they need to look at the mempool. It's even better if you're looking at your own mempool. But to understand about how. How Bitcoin transactions are made how you can verify bitcoin like it's it it's a whole not lightning is its whole a whole nother rabbit hole in itself um no you're yeah, going I, walton you're hitting on um what i was trying to work towards so why is it so important for people to run nodes and for those rookies and noobs what is the best way for them to get started um we'll we'll get into others later, but why run a node? So there's a number of reasons to run a node, and we need to be specific here. We're we talking about a Bitcoin node or a lightning node. When it comes to running a Bitcoin node, um like it's useful because you can you can verify um transactions. So if you say say you do a withdrawal um 
from an exchange to a particular wallet, you can then um, check out that transaction in a, in a block explorer to check that it is essentially real Bitcoin. Um, um, and you can run, um, you can look at this from your node. Now, the reason why that's a useful aspect is because it has additional privacy benefits. So people don't necessarily know that you're looking at this particular transaction. Whereas if you're using um, a third party uh, block explorer, um, you're essentially using someone else's node. Um, the analogy I like to use is if you imagine that um, Bitcoin addresses are essentially um, a, a set of safety deposit boxes, like you know, a really, really big room with loads of safety deposit boxes. Um, now, a, a node essentially, um, what's the best way of looking at this? A node. Um, is akin to the, I guess, the bank that it's in. Now, you could argue essentially that all of these are in all of the banks. Um, uh, and you could argue essentially that wallet software is like a banker that shows you where your safety deposit boxes are once you present them with your, your public key. Um, so you're saying, okay, this is me. And the wallet software says, okay, well, this address is yours, this address is yours, this address is yours, and this is the total count of the UTXOs. What a wallet does essentially is tells you, yeah, how much Bitcoin you've got and where and where it's at. Um, if you don't own your own node, you're essentially walking into someone else's bank and then getting and 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 then looking at at the addresses. So someone knows you've come in and looked at these addresses. Um. Yeah. Awesome. Thank that. you, Walton. I'm going to hit a quick break here. And break. Um, don't waste money when you buy Bitcoin. 21 Bitcoin is a brand new Bitcoin on ramp app from Austria. Charges only 0.49% in fees, the lowest in the market. Stop overpaying and cut down fees on your Bitcoin savings plan. 21 Bitcoin is super easy to use and a great recommendation if you want to help friends or family build up a position in the best money ever created. All right, continuing, uh, Walton was really hitting on this, the difference between the nodes. So we're going to dive into that. How does Lightning Network do what it does, Walton? Uh do users need a Lightning Network node separate from their Bitcoin node? It seems some allow uh, users to do both. Then users are able to open channels. How do those work? And we're now at over 4,000 Bitcoin and Lightning Network capacity. It is incredible. So where are we in Lightning Network adoption? Where do you see us going? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go up, but like it's you know we're at like four thousand BTC, right? But it's that's percentage wise, this is a very small amount. Um, having said this, I'm pretty sure it was only like a thousand or fifteen hundred BTC about a year ago, and so that's percentage wise, that's that's a decent decent bit of growth. Um, when it comes to uh, using the Lightning Network, you don't have to have a Lightning node to use the Lightning Network. You can use um, uh, a number of different solutions there are um 
there are a number of different types of solutions from a kind of technical perspective. Like you, you can have, uh, let's say, for example, you get a, a wallet of Satoshi, um, Lightning wallet. Um, essentially, what you're doing is you're using um, funds assigned to your account on the wallet of Satoshi node. Um, it's 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 permission based on that on that basis. Therefore, like you're not um, you're not you're not sovereign. You don't hold the keys, um, but um, you don't have to be concerned about the the costs of opening and closing channels, which they themselves are on chain transactions. Next, there are I believe I believe Breeze does this, but I will I will double check. Um, essentially, where you operate as a as a satellite node to their node so i believe this is what what how breeze works essentially when you when you have the breeze mobile app it um it opens a channel from you to breeze and so um and then from then from there you can then access the rest of the network so the way that lightning payments work is it's essentially like a series of hops the way to think of it is if you treat each lightning node as um like an airport, um, imagine you need to fly from, I don't know, uh, Bakersfield, California to London. You're not just going to fly direct. You're going to go by LAX or something like this. Similar sort of thing in Lightning, um, except that the the passengers don't truly transfer on the Lightning network, right? The, the sats that stay, are in one channel stay in that one channel. It's more like there's a net flow. So let's say, for example, I want to pay Phil, but I don't have a channel with Phil, but I have a channel with Ant, and Ant has a channel with Phil. I can send 100 sats from my side of my channel with Ant to his side, and then on Ant's channel with Phil, he then sends 100 sats from his side of the channel to Phil's side. In doing so, Ant hasn't, um, hasn't lost anything, um, in in reality, he probably might have gained like a sat or something like this, depending on his fee rate, um, um, and 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 Phil gets the the full amount, even though he wasn't connected to me. Um, if you run your own Lightning node, it's like having your own airport on the map. It's like you have your own territory on the Lightning network, um, and you're able to. Um, not only make payments, um, but you could also, in theory, earn small amounts by being a routing node and allowing payments to flow through you. So as a routing node, then a great metaphor for, say, uh, air traffic control. It's more like a hub airport. So it's like Instead of being some small provincial network that could, some provincial airport that only say I don't know has one connection, it's to some hub. You're being a hub, um, and so you're 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 enabling um, other traffic to flow through you to get elsewhere on the network. Thank you so much again, Walton. You you just blew my hair back. Um, Want to switch some gears here? I have to say, I love the Council of Autism show. I've been a, 
I've been a fan. Um, it's super fun. I love to listen and learn as well. How did the Council of Autism come to form? And as its chairman of the council yourself, what are some things we can look forward to from the council? Um, so I reject that this um, this idea that I'm the chairman of the council. There is there is no leader of the council. I may host um, the majority of the space. There is there is is that Phil saying bullshit? That's so Phil. Was, Phil, was, <laughs> Phil was recently given a timeout from from the council, and so um, he's a little bit salty right now. But um, um, he, he, may, he may return. He, he may return. Anyway. Um, I forgot the rest of the question. You said, uh, uh, like, what what's the point of it? Or, like, wh where did it come from? So, like, this time last year, um, there were a few spaces that I was finding were getting a bit too, what's the word, like, sympathetic to shitcoiners, essentially. Like, they were, I don't know, I can't think of the right word, but essentially, like, they were putting niceness above above truth. Like, I for me... Like, okay, I might have a couple of followers, but I don't give a fuck about popularity. I, integrity is more important to me. Like, if if, if you're a shit coin, go fuck yourself. Like, either you believe in the Cantillon effect is bad, or it's good. There's, there's there's no there's no kind of halfway. If you believe the Cantillon effect is bad, you should be a Bitcoiner. If you believe the Cantillon effect is good, then either you don't understand it, or you are a morally deficient person trying to take advantage of it. Um, and I, I just don't have time for shitcoiners coming on stage and, and, and them kind of not being intellectually honest. Um, and so, yeah, with, with the motto of fuck shitcoins, um, the, the council, the council was formed with Shinobi TC. And then we had Ant, Phil, Jim, uh, who else? Lono, uh, Magoo uh, and a couple others join join a little bit later, but it's it's become yeah it's never recorded. Um, it's it's meant to be a space where Bitcoiners can come and hang out. They can ask questions without seeming to be you know without worrying about oh I'm on a recording and therefore maybe I'll sound stupid later or something like this. Um, or they don't want to they don't want to ask questions on a recorded space because it's private. Whatever it is, I mean, you know, these are all recorded by Twitter, so it's relatively spe relatively speaking. But we don't record them, we don't put them out. Um, um, it's meant to be a space for people to come and and not be like on, not be trying to present, not be trying to. I don't know, like. I think the, with the problem with a lot of podcasts is that people are trying to it's not about learning it's not about having it's not about just being a pleb it's about presenting an image and we we don't really want to do that like we want to we want to talk to bitcoiners because they have on our phone and everyone's still all right there we you know go. the world the world is is not the most fun place right now it's not going to get it's not it's not really getting better and so we need a space where you know you can let your hair down like even if it's as long as Phil's. <laughs> Thank you so much, Walton. Um, we're close to the end. I want to give, um, make sure I'm respecting your time. Are you cool to hang out a little longer? Um, no rush. I'm look awesome. If anyone would like to ask Walton a question, raise your hand, feel free to request, come up and we'll open it up these last few minutes. It's been an awesome conversation. Um, 
So, yeah, we'll just open it up to the floor. Feel free. Hey, Walton, I have a question. I noticed the other day you held a space regarding this uh, fediment stuff. Can you do a quick, like, explain, like, I'm five or um, just a quick, like, overview of what that exactly is? I'll try. I'll try. I'm, I'm not the most technical. Reendahl is probably the best person to go talk to about this, um, um, whose who's handle is uh, ROT13Maxi, which I believe is a different type of encryption anyway. Um, uh, so essentially, what a, a fediment is, is it's a bit like a... Um, it, it's, it's, the idea is that you can have transactions within a fediment that are private, um, not only um to people on the outside but also to the the, the kind of federated leaders of the, of the fediment um Reindahl gave a, a great um analogy um that essentially the, the the federation of the mint issue um issue uh cash now the cash essentially um is um within an envelope so they can't see the um the the serial number essentially on on this now what then happens is people within the fediment can then pass around that that bit of cash um and then it can get redeemed at a later point for uh for bitcoin um to be used externally um and you can make lightning transactions into and out of the of fediment independently um i'm not sure i've given you the best explanation there but essentially it's it's a way of creating like a, a small um a small economy like on top of lightning um enabling things like private transactions for individuals so is it like a decentralized bank almost uh, that's that's not a bad way of looking at it I, I i would hesitate to use the word decentralized um because it's it's still federated right it's a bit like I, I think it's a little bit like pleb liquid, although I, I Reendahl might not quite agree on this. Like there, there is this idea about that you have um, tokens being issued and there are private transactions, but other than that, there's not not a huge amount in common. Um, I'm not sure I've answered your question the best. And way. then um, I, I guess one last follow up question: How do you join the federation? So it's more like you'd be able to set up your own federation um so like these different fediments will 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 as I, you said they're like banks i think that's a fair way of doing it essentially it enables like plebs to to set up their own banks like on as a layer on top of of lightning um now uh, the one one point i made in the, in the space we had the other day where we talked about it for about, about 4 hours after the, the the kind of you know what's the word the official fediment space um we as i said that this is going to be something that i think regulators are going to come after because it's it's not like you're just being okay maybe you're being a money transmitter even though you're not really on lightning you like if you're actually like issuing um cash like you are essentially acting as a bank um yeah so, and do you know about the attack vectors? Like, is it private? Is it easy to track down whoever started the federation, or it, does it does it get more complicated because it's on Lightning? My understanding is that, like, it is slight slightly more 
complicated. Um, uh, you, like it, maybe we're going to have Fetty Mints that are run by like groups of NIMS on Twitter. Um, when it comes to privacy, I think you always need to be uh, really clear about who, who you're trying to get privacy from. Like if I think pri- you know privacy from sophisticated state level actors is is very 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 challenging. Um, privacy from um you know your your neighbor or who you're paying or something like that um is is much you know much more much easier cool hey, thanks walton. for the answers are you going to participate in this walton i'm 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 confused by the question what what do you mean by participating in it well will will you transact using fediment I'm not sure to be honest. Um, right, right now, I don't, I, I don't think I have a specific use for it. But um, I don't know. Like in in the future, um, let's say I have, I don't know, let's say I have a family, um, and they don't want to uh, run their own lightning nodes, but they still want to um, essentially use the lightning network. Um, you could set up like a, a fediment for your family and have private transactions, um, you know, within, within your family, um, where you, where you're then running, um, you know, you're the only one who's running a node, maybe. I think the, the 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 point of this um these fediments though are, are probably less about um unbanking the banked and more about banking the unbanked um so in in you know developing countries um um you could essentially have uh community type banks um rather than you know them relying on some national currency that's getting debased worse than you know our, our western fiat currencies yeah i mean my takeaway is that it it feels a lot like what you guys are saying like a community bank like one of these small you know when you think about a bunch of people who have a certain level of trust that are coming together it could be your family whatever you know um i mean you're getting together you're, you're creating this fediment you're creating this like community you know pool basically that's not the right word but like this you know, bit of sass that, you know, everybody can interact with. There's other stuff that goes into it, though, where, like, take the example of what I think is a pretty common scenario in Bitcoin right now, where, you know, you've been telling your people about Bitcoin for a while, but they just won't get off zero for whatever reason. There's a number of reasons. And what you find out is that it comes down to, like, they might be a little scared of the custody bit, you know, themselves. But you're, like, really good with custody. And so then it comes down to like, I know personally, several people who are holding little bags of sats for people that they care about, because, that, you know, for some, you know, indeterminate time in the future that they're going to potentially either decide to give it to them at that point or just reclaim them and say they're just not ready. They're, you know, whatever. But here's a scenario where you could already open that door today. You don't have to like, you know, wait and say, here, let me give you these sats. And like, you're having to like protect it all on your own. You could actually have them join your federated mint, you know, whatever you, you know, and, and then there's other benefits that can come in there too. Like the way that it works and you have to go like 
you know, read your way around this. I don't fully understand it either, but you know, there's ways that you can potentially reclaim a key, you know, if somebody dies or, you know, whatever, somebody forgets their key, you know, that's like the big concern. If I get my uncle on Bitcoin, is he going to remember where his fucking key is, you know? And if not, there's, if, if you're in this, you know, like, you know, fediment, then the potential that someone else who's trusted in that, in that network could help recover that. I mean, that's like one big key thing that I think is, you know, if you don't like anything else about it, I mean, that could be something, um, you know, beneficial, but I, I agree with Walton that this is, this is more about like, it's like, it's almost like an adoption thing on the other side where it's like, okay, we want the adoption of like, you know, uh, you know, what it really means, you know, separating money and state, but like, this is an opportunity to help get people on now. Plus there's all these other benefits too. So definitely keep reading about it. So, so one, one example of like how money is used in developing countries is like in, uh, it's not a country, but in, on the continent of Africa, of which there are you know, many countries, um, like one of the key, um, ways that people trade value is actually by, um, trading phone credit. Um, and I think it's, those are the type of people more so um that this type this this kind of technology is i think trying to help um is is to um rather than kind of you know have things more like it's 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 not a perfectly self you know self it's not it's not self custody right it's 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 somewhere in between self custody and completely custodial um and so it's meant to be i think a help for people who are currently using um, stores of value that are completely custodial um, rather than, you know, for those of us that are necessarily already running our own nodes um, and, and using our own uh, signing devices, cold storage, etc. Hey, Walter, what is your most impactful contribution to Bitcoin? I don't, I don't know. You tell me. I, I don't think I've really had one, to be honest. Like, ah, I'm... yes, you have, Walton. Quit being so humble. Fuck shit coins. I mean, I, I can't be the first person to say that. Oh well, signing, nah. I'm talking about signing device. Like, I'm I'm a big so I'm a big champion of. I'm an educator. Like, I, I, I'm, I, I, and I think terminology is really important. And when people are trying to, I don't, I don't even know if this is really my contribution, but it's something I've been pushing. Um, is is trying to name things in Bitcoin slightly better because, uh, like, I'm I'm autistic. I'm a little bit technical, uh, but I'm able to talk to people who are like, I don't know, like even more basement dwelling than, than me. Not that I really dwell in many basements. What's up, Nesky? Um, uh, but then also like the, the people who can't talk to those people. Um, and so I've been trying to help try to bridge this gap. I think as Bitcoin grows, we need to, tr we need to start explaining things to people that don't understand technical terms as well. And I think the term, like hardware wallet is one of these terms that is very confusing because it implies that people are storing their Bitcoin within it. So about I don't know eight eight months ago, something like this, I started really kind of pushing for um, the term signing device instead um, because it, that's what they do, right? Like a cold card doesn't have your Bitcoin in it; it signs transactions securely for you. Um, um, and then what what happened not that long ago um, was CoinKite decided that 
they they like this idea and they wanted to adopt it um and and they've rolled out that terminology across across their sites um and I'm, hopefully we can get other other companies to do the same obviously you know many of these other uh, signing device manufacturers aren't bitcoin only and so they don't necessarily have the same um obsession around naming things appropriately that reminds me i gotta add it to the lexicon i'm gonna do that today oh yeah guys for those of you who don't know um ant up here um is 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 a real like one of my favorite bitcoiners why because he's produced a couple of good sites that are bitcoin only that provide excellent content one of them is uh, timechainstats.com that's timechainstats.com uh, which is one of like my favorite place to get um bitcoin related stats many of you will know like clark moody's dashboard or i don't know coin market cap some of the other things like the time chain stats is just is is a is a customizable site it has dark mode by default they don't collect cookies Based. uh or like it's and it's basically like built a site for bitcoiners where you can find all the stats that you need um, and he's and he's adding more to it um you know on like a monthly basis the other one he has is something called btc lexicon um that's meant to be like a thesaurus right it's a it's a it's a it's a like a book of of bitcoin words and what they mean if anyone can add those quick to the nest and yeah and you goddamn savage we love you. Yeah, what, Thanks, one guys. thing I'm quite good at is is shilling for other people who won't shill for themselves, uh, and I'm always happy to do this when it's a Bitcoin only thing, and even more so when it's Bitcoin only and they're not charging for it. Guys, we are getting close to the end. I want to say thanks again to Walton. I appreciate you and your work, and and the plebs do as well. No question. Um, you all just experienced what's up, Bitcoin. Thanks to our sponsor, uh, Twenty One Bitcoin and Bitcoin News. News by the plebs for the plebs. If you're looking for a place to create a proof of work in Bitcoin with a passion for writing, sales, design, please reach out. To myself or Pleb in Charge at Leon Sigmund or the BitcoinNews.com handle. Many positions open on Bitcoiner jobs. Be sure to check that out. We believe in the future of media and journalism is based on value for value. So be sure to tip your authors and help us build the future of based Bitcoin news and media. Walton, thank you again, and thanks to the panel of plebs for bringing the heat. Um, guys, feel free. I'm going to close out, but we can have an after show. If you're not following these guys, get on it and be sure to follow BitcoinNews.com as well. Check us out next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with C.J. Wilson. We will have Dennis Porter, August 5th. And our brother from Tonga, Lord Fusatua, August 12th. As we do every week. Let's end it on a good one. According to HRF, over 50% of humanity currently lives under an authoritarian regime. The concentrated control and centralized power of the existing monetary systems 
are used to deprive billions of freedom and foundational human rights. Bitcoin's base layer isn't designed for speed or cost. Bitcoin is designed to use proof of work to enable a moral and ethical distributed monetary network, reliable and accessible to all, relieving humanity's troubled dependency on concentrated parties for freedom through money in today's world. Monetary access and stability is not only becoming increasingly uncommon, but weaponized to devalue, silence, suppress, and deprive the individual of their rights and freedoms. Money is a powerful weapon for evil as it is a tool for prosperity and freedom. For this reason, the function of money should not be delegated to any central group. For this reason, Bitcoin does not compromise on its decentralized properties. For this reason, if we can fix the money, we can make great strides towards fixing the world. Thank you, Jack Mahlers. And thank you all for joining us today. The panel of plebs, Walton, excellent show, great education. Thank you so much. Have a great fucking weekend. Stack some sets. Stay based. Bitcoin only. And maximize yourself every day. That's what it all comes down to. Thank you all. And take out your frustration on people on the internet, not your family and friends. Good. Before we end this recording, <laughs> I, w I want Walton to give out his, his little thing that he says, his words of advice for people. Because he's, he's got three pillars. That I think Follow these pillars. Don't be a bitch or shit corner. Follow Walton's pillars. Bring okay, it, so what? I need more than three, but you need to eat meat. You need to lift weights. You need to learn about Bitcoin. You need to run your own lightning node. You need to have meaningful sex with a beautiful woman. And you need to get plenty of sleep. And contribute value to your community. Don't be a rent seeker. Thanks, Phil.